the Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Steve is looking for attention from Jesse, and Jesse will not give it. No. He will not have it. He will not give you what you want. You, know you can be as clingy as you want to be. That episode where they're of The Simpsons where they're just explaining some elephants are dicks. Yeah. And Homer oh. starts headbutting <laughs> the guy. That's me. I like that you make a Simpsons reference because if you do, you get Jesse's attention. And oh, also, yeah. it makes me old. No. Come on. Yeah. If yeah. you're talking about a good Simpsons episode, yeah. you're old. Is it? Came okay. like 35 years ago. I know that they're... Um, <laughs> I know that they're Not still bad. running new episodes. Oh, Are the new episodes any good? Because Family Guy was bad for a bit and then got know. good again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the new Simpsons. Anybody watch? No idea. It's all I've seen like Disney a couple. Plus. Yeah, because they're on Disney Plus. But they've gone. It's not the same Simpsons because it's more relevant to now, I guess. So they're like a little bit more like South Park where it's like. Yeah, like they'll do like modern stuff. And it's it throws me off because I'm not used to it. It's like, oh, Lisa's got an iPhone. You know, and that's, oh, that's weird to yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> They're talking about Snapchat, you know? Okay, whoa, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Now, um, for weeks or for a couple of weeks now, we've been asking you about the Riz gods in your life. And weeks. are you one of them? Now, Jesse, I've just sent you a video. This is from Adam uh, and uh, Adam, Adam W. No, Adam V. not. It's not from Adam. No, it's Ada. Oh, Ada. Ada. Ada Dumbass. Ada McVean, not Adam Bean. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Ada's definitely not an Adam. It's hilarious, though. Adam. It's 10 seconds long. Is Ada a Riz God? Babe. Babe. Cap or no cap? Am I a Riz God for real? You a Riz God for real. Big cat. Oh, big cat. No, that means she's not a Riz God. Big oh, cap? dear. Yeah, because that'd be cap. You know, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, I think he called her Riz Dog. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Do it again. Babe. Hey. Babe. Cap or no cap? Am I a Riz God for real? You a Riz Dog for real. No, he did big call cap. her Riz Dog. <laughs> He did not understand the assignment no, in the slightest. No, no, no. I still think it's the best response. The oh, rest of them have been, what? He didn't break stride. No. He tried. He, you know what? Instead of refusing to throw out the first pitch, he threw it 10 feet wide. <laughs> but he still got up on the mound. It's the 50 cent throw? The 50 cent throw, almost the Victor Wembenyama throw. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Did you he, see, I don't know if you saw the highlights last night, but Garrett Cole intentionally threw it like 10 feet above the batter. Yes. It was good. I saw the John Boy breakdown because I'm obsessed. John Boy rules. John Boy rules. Absolutely rules. I um, think he meant to say that she is a Riz God and just didn't understand the cap and no, no cap part. Uh, no, she's a Riz dog. You know Riz what? Dog. I think we need to go back. <laughs> I think we need a clarification from the two of them. So Ada, yeah. if you could send us a clarification. Well, Ada's, Ada's tweet says, I am the Riz dog God. Coming home from the yeah. vet school. See, can you be both? Dogs on the mind. None so. of us are better for this. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, all worse off. We're gonna play. We're gonna start today's show by playing a little bit of a game, and the game is called Cap or No Cap. Am I a Riz God for real? Well, it has to do with a cap. Oh. How much is a baseball hat with Curtis Joseph, Wendell Clark, 
and Steve Dangle's autograph on it worth? There is also somebody else, but I can't read who it is. Um, the description says a Toronto Maple Leafs hat bought for $30 was then signed by three hockey legends and Steve Dangle. How much? <laughs> how much is it worth? I appreciate that he said what the purchase price is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to break it to you. As soon as someone starts scribbling on the hat, that thirty dollars doesn't matter. Daryl Sittler is the is the last one. Oh, and who's he? Right. So you got Wendell, Cujo, and Daryl Sittler, three of the greats, and Steve Dangle. How much is the hat selling for? It has not yet sold. Six dollars. Mm-hmm. How much? Yeah, actually, Steve already knows. You know. You I, replied, I, I forgot. You replied to the tweet. <laughs> I think it's six dollars. It was originally listed for one hundred and fifty dollars. It's been discounted a seven, almost seventy percent to sixty five dollars. Wow, you could get like a James Reimer figurine for that. Yeah, that's with inflation adjusted for inflation. That's how much your James Reimer figurine would have cost. Because it cost you $50 seven years ago. Yeah. You don't know when you signed this? So, because uh, like, now well, the person came up to you and was like, look whose signature is on this and I'm going to put, <laughs> and then you put yours right above them. <laughs> no, so, I'm, I want to say confidently I signed that hat first <laughs> because I, I sometimes sign on the brim like that, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that if I was above Cujo, Sittler, and uh, Clark. Are you sure? It so definitely think- looks like you signed it last. I think last? you signed it last. Too. Yeah, because it looks like you squeezed it in off uh, across the top of their signatures. And I have heart palpitations every time someone gives me a hat like that because of all the ridges. There's so many ridges in it. I feel like if you had signed it first, you would have gone in the middle of the brim. You know. Maybe you're right. <laughs> it looks like you signed it across the top of their signature. Hey, you want my big fucking autograph? Here's my big fucking autograph. I don't know when I signed that. I was I was thinking maybe the um, the uh, Leafs Niagara trip that I went on because Cujo was on that boat. I think Clark might have been on that boat, but Sittler wouldn't have been. Yeah. Sorry for fucking up your hat, bro. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> uh, and, and lastly, I wanted to, we were asking last episode about, um, uh, you know, the effort, let's see some highlights. Yeah. So you were, you were mentioning the Justin Hall ones where, you know, people were making TikToks and poor Justin Hall giving the puck away, which I mean, you could literally do that for any defenseman. No, but yes, but we have somebody did a effort. Here's half day highlights. Oh, <laughs> half day. Here we go. Damn, look at him. Throw bows, Hap Day. It's just slashing. This is, this is real highlight. Awful footage. Well, that's how they used to shoot it, right? It should not have. Yeah, where did you find this footage? I'm sure it's available online now. Well, look at that. And the goalies just, they don't even bend their knees. I believe Rogers Communications owns that footage on account of they own all NHL footage throughout history. I don't think they're going to care about footage. Like uh, they can't. They can't yeah. commercially. Yeah, you want to bet? I will put money. On I don't that. work there. Anymore. I can bet that, and I will. I will bet that Rogers is not going to give a shit about that. I don't work there. Anymore. <laughs> You're going to be like, I, I bet they're Steve not. Like, who? We could have monetized that half day footage. Steve? No, I. I would. Who? I would have to email them back and be like, guys, are we serious? Anyway, and they would rep- respond yes. <laughs> I don't think it'll be. A, I don't think it'll be a big deal, man. <laughs> we're we're a telecom. What did you expect? <laughs> right, you're right. You're right. Now, listen. It's one of those interesting days. This is sort of the calm before the storm, in terms of 
headlines. And there are headlines. There are things to talk about, and we will get to them. But, um, you know, I think it is sort of fascinating because of what's about to happen next week. I don't know if it's really sunk in with everybody what kind of week we're in for. And I want to run it down for you. It didn't okay? sink in until you mentioned it the other day. We got Crazy. Monday, I believe, is the NHL Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's the warm-up, right? Yeah. It's the opening act in a three-act fucking night. It's part of the reason, like, I know uh, uh, several NHL folks are heading to Nashville on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to get a long weekend. Well, and, and I think the, the, the best part about the NHL awards is not really who wins. Because uh, even Matthews winning the heart, people were like, yeah, 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 it's great. Let's win in the playoffs, uh, yep. which is weird. Um, the, I think the thing people care about the most is the fits. It's yeah. the best dressed event. They want to know cap or no cap. Who is the Riz God for real? For sure. I hope that guy's there, by the way. I do too. Um, so uh, so obviously you're, you're watching the NHL awards. If you are watching them, if you're spending your Sunday night on them, I don't know if I recommend it, but definitely be looking for the fits because they actually give you some good ideas for style for the summer. I bet these guys are well-dressed. Those shoes where you don't wear socks. Then we got a day off. Yeah. And it's I call Tuesday speculation and trade day. Ooh. Mostly speculation, very little trade. But it's the day before the draft. Uh, we will be in Nashville on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I guess we're flying out Thursday so we can be home for Friday. We will not be skipping a show next week. Uh, we will be doing more and more content as we go through this. Uh, and there will be a live event thing, and we can we could talk about that too, Jesse. I don't know if you're ready to announce that yet. Are we ready to announce that? Are we ready to talk about that? No. No, we're not ready to talk about it. So Friday, we'll talk about it. Don't worry. There'll be things. But uh, Wednesday, we get the draft. And it's the first round. And that's the exciting thing. So we're going to be doing some stuff for that. Um, and that is going to be really exciting because we think... I mean, last year, we expected a big trade in the first round. I don't even know if we got one. Uh, to bring it. Okay. Okay. Uh, a lot that's a big stuff, one. A lot of stuff happened in the morning. Right. Um, the I, want, I want it to be on the draft floor. The I want it to be on the draft floor. I know it's better. It's so much better. It's better. Well, a lot of it here. We'll we'll get into it. What, when Gary says we have a trade to announce, like it's that's the best. You get hype. You get a lot hype. And everyone boos him regardless. But if it's a trade for the hometown team, you're gonna want to hear this. Ah, and everyone goes whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day is obviously the second round. There are a bunch of trades, but that is, I, I, I find the second round and beyond uh, the nerd trade time because very few major players get moved, but you see a lot of draft picks. You know, we moved the 150th pick for 175 and 195. It's like, oh, that's cool. So there's an air of, when there's a big trade on day two of the draft, there's an air around the building and especially with all the media of, why did you do that? You couldn't have done this yesterday. Why why why'd you do that? You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just remember go cool, cuz like people are literally thinking a lot of people are flying out that night mm-hmm. and they're thinking about their flight home and all right, let's just do a quick write up on all the picks and get a couple sound bites. And 2019 PK Subban was traded from Nashville to New Jersey. I remember that. And I remember listening to the podcast on a train from London to Liverpool cuz I wasn't here. No, I, I think I think stupidly took a vacation. Is that the Shea Weber one? Oh, that's yeah, Shea yeah. Weber. Oh, yeah. okay, how sorry. do I remember your life better than you? Yeah, well, you shouldn't be surprised. Sleep. <laughs> I know you need to sleep. I young know man. you're right. You're right. Um, no, but there was definitely an air of you just you traded PK Subban at the end of the second round. 
you jerks. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So Fair now enough. we got to do a write up on this while literally hundreds of players get drafted. You suck. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then fr- Friday is going to be interesting because we're going to start to hear some of the quote unquote things that might happen on Saturday. And Saturday is free agency. Uh, Saturday is Canada Day and it does not exist in the hockey world. To me, Canada Day doesn't exist. It's all about free agency. But there's already people like Milan Lucic and apparently even maybe Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, who actually is a free agent, I guess, so you can talk to anybody. But um, uh, Milan Lucic is not technically a free agent until the July 1st, but his agent has been given permission to speak to any team. Oh, there you go. I was so going to say may... there is no tampering, but if he's been given permission. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no that, that, that's, that's totally allowed, and they never announced that. So sometimes, I mean, for sure, that like Friday will be tampering central. No one's going to call anyone on it because everybody's guilty of it. Um, and you're going to start to hear the movement, and then Saturday, Sunday, that's when the when it's going to get crazy. And we obviously will have our free agents show, which will look a lot like our trade deadline show, right? Something breaks. We're putting out stuff. We're putting out content immediately. And we're going to be here all day long. So it's going to be lots of fun. And I th- I think so right now today, um, it's sort of like this is the last sort of show that we really get that's sort of calm. This is this is the this is the breather before it gets crazy. It's going to pop off real soon. Um, I don't know when you wanted to get into the Blake Wheeler stuff. Oh, we're getting into it in yeah, a minute. In a minute. Uh, it's I've I've been given the indication it's going to pop off real soon. Now you can uh, go to the NHL prop section at sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Obviously 19 plus, please play responsibly. And you can uh, bet on who's going second and who's going third. Because we assume we know who's going first. But you can bet on Connor Bedard going second. <laughs> Actually, oh yeah, what was it? Like 94? 91.8. Yeah, no. Yeah, don't think so. 92 times your money, essentially. No. Um, I want to ask you guys, I'm going to I'm gonna throw a name out there. Okay. Okay. Andrew Crystal. Andrew? Like there's a, the there, there's a host? No, no. There's an Andrew Crystal uh, who is it getting drafted this year. But there is a old for Nate Danielson who's he's getting the drafted. radio host. No, he's not. No one remembers that. Name. No, oh. Alex. Uh, sorry. Axel Sandine Pelika. That's a hell of a name. It sure is. Um, I mean, it's an excellent name. So you Axel. can you can bet over under on their draft positions. Mm-hmm. Jesse, do you have anybody in there that for you is like, oh, that's a lock. I'm doing that. Yeah, we did this last episode. I know. I know. But I want to go. I <laughs> want to give it again. Because I think it it's kind of cool. Yeah. Danielson. I said top nine. I think you're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were yeah. convincing on that. Is Mitchkov in there for is over he? under? No. He's just no, for specific. No. Damn. Because that's a fascinating one. Do you really one. think that he would drop that far, that Sports Interaction would even need to have him in that? He's got to go f- in the top five. It's it's one of those things. It's an asset. It's one of those things, though, where it's like a, it's like a, a rock picking up momentum going downhill. Like it happened with Cam Fowler. Shame right. Shane Wright to a much lesser degree, though. Like first to fourth, I guess. What was the Cam Fowler fall? He was supposed to go like third, and he went twelfth. And uh, Cherapanov, that was a big one. A lot of people don't remember it for obvious reasons, but he was supposed to go something like fifth overall, and I think he went seventeenth. Mm-hmm. And they just kept putting the camera back to him. John McFarland, um, I remember was once upon a time looked at as like a top 10 pick. He didn't even go in the first round. And then like, you just need the gasp, the first gasp, like the, the player who is picked in the first round, who wasn't even projected to like go until the fourth. 
or something like that. I, t I can't even think of the dude's name. There was this big, huge dude the Rangers took, 10th overall. And everyone was like, who? And it was in recent memory. And I've told this story before, but uh, in the early-ish days of the Fan 590, when the Leafs selected Nick Antropov, I think it was 10th-ish overall, they did not have... They had to print out info sheets to use on the radio because obviously they didn't really have high-speed internet. And uh, they didn't have any info on him when the Leafs picked him because it was such an off-the-board pick. Right. Turned out to be an okay one. <laughs> you, you know who was one in, in recent memory? Yegor uh, Chinnikov with um, Columbus, remember? Yeah. Yeah, he it went, was off the board. It was like 20 Yarmo's overall. known for that. Yeah, but like he was picked like 100 picks early. He looks good, though. He does. Jesse, what do you got? You're thinking Braden Schneider? No, not Braden Schneider. He's Sean Day? Kid. No. Here, go go to the Rangers draft history. Yeah, that's I'll what I was just looking it. at. Yeah. Who was it? So how far back are you thinking? Farther. Oh. Uh, oh, JT Miller? Some loser Dylan, named Dylan Miller. McElrath. McElrath. Oh, I heard him. Dylan McElrath, who I think is still playing. You said he's a big dude. He's 6'5", uh, 232. There you go. That is a problem on blades. Uh, they took him 10th overall, and he ended up playing. He's still playing. He's on the Hershey Bears. Played 60 games last season for the Hershey Bears, but only 72 career NHL games. How many points? Uh, six. God damn. <laughs> Not great for a 10th overall pick. Yeah, no, that's tough. That feels like you could have taking him in the second and that would have been a stretch oh boy he's still playing he's still playing but 102 shit. penalty minutes last season in 60 games for the hershey bears wonder what he's up to beating the shit out of dudes by the sound <laughs> of it <laughs> he's doing this for the hershey bears fighting guys how many playoff penalty minutes did he have in 19 games oh wow play is playoff it a lot or a little it's a lot it's a lot 80 44 that's that's a lot. That's 2023 a lot. Yeah in, yeah. in 19 games, 44 penalty minutes. How many points? Two. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> that might be higher than his regular score goal. Uh, yeah, one goal. Hey, one assist. let's yeah. go that's in the nice. playoffs. Yeah, let's go. All right. I like plus, it. plus six on the plus minus. Feel the wrath. He actually got up to the Capitals because the Capitals are so hurting. Everybody played for the Capitals this year. Yeah. Um, he played six games for them. And then when he got called up, they said, it's time to feel the wrath. Jesse. Are you even, are you saying that right? McElrath. No, 100% because it's not, not pronounced the way it's spelled at all. McElrath. McElrath. Yeah. I know. You look at that. Yeah. Oh. Like that doesn't look right. Not McElrath. No. Guess what? It's McElrath. All right. There you go. Um. All right, now, Steve, I know you're dying to talk about Blake Wheeler. Oh, oh yeah? Sorry. But I, I think this conversation should go ahead of Blake Wheeler. Sure. Only because I think it affects Blake Wheeler. Okay. Okay? So here's what we know. Uh, Chris Johnson of SDPN says it's believed that the 2023-2024 salary cap ceiling will be set at $83.5 million, which is an indication that the NHL and NHLPA will not... Uh, increase the $1 million called for uh, more than the $1 million called for in their in their collective bargaining agreement. Wait, so it's going to be set at 83 and a half? Right. But it's already set at 83 and a half. No, I think... I yeah, think so go up they, they could have accelerated it, uh, but the NHL was trying to negotiate 
and get something out of it from the PA. And the PA said no. So it's going to be set at 84 and a half. No, 83 and a half because it was 82 and a half last year. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was 83 and a half last yeah. year. Oh, I guess Cap Friendly already made the change then. They did. They okay. Did. Oh, it's that tricky That's, time of year. Yeah, yeah, they did make that change. Now, it's, it's okay. That makes more sense. Cap Friendly in June is like having to write the date in January. I'm going to fuck it up every time. Tic Tac Tomar made a really interesting point. The salary cap hasn't seen an increase of more than $2 million in a single season since 2016. <laughs> the salary cap in 2016. Mm-hmm. Now, 2016 may not feel like a long time ago, but that is eight years ago at the end of this next season. Seven years ago right now. It was the okay? year Matthews was drafted. Um, it was $73 million bucks back then. It then jumped to 75 and then had a huge jump, a 6% jump. To seventy nine and a half million dollars. Whoa! Right, leagues out of control. But then you have uh, the next year; it goes up two point five percent to eighty one and a half, and stays there for three straight years because of COVID. Then the last two years, eighty two and a half, eighty three and a half. You want a comparison? The NBA salary cap since twenty sixteen. In twenty sixteen, it was set at ninety four million. Twenty seventeen, ninety nine. That's a five percent jump. 2018, 101. That's a 2% jump. 2019, a 7% jump to 109. 2020, it stayed flat. 21, 112. 2022, 123. 2023, 134. So from 2016 to 2023, the NBA salary cap has gone from 94 million to 134 million. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of percentage. That sucks. That is uh, that's big. Ass. Now, that's there ass. is no choice next year, barring a worldwide life-changing event like COVID. Can you keep your voice down, man? There is no option but for the cap to go up quite a lot. I was and trying that, to look for salary. Yeah, I was like, what are, you, 04, what are you not paying? Before yeah, the 0405 lock. And how are you not wowed by the fact that uh, that that the salary cap went up like $50 million over five years in the, in the NBA? It's crazy. Well, I'm not wowed by it because it's a league. Right. So good for them for being a league. Now, this is going to make things a pain in the butt for uh, a lot of teams looking for extensions. Uh, When you talk about Austin Matthews, how do you even begin to negotiate that salary? That's that that next extension, Uh, because now it's only 83 and a half right now. We know there's going to be jump next year. We just don't know how much we don't even know how much money the Players Association actually owes the league now. We've only done the counting till I believe the end of 2020, which means 2021 and 2022 in terms of paying the league back by the players have yet to even been calculated. Adam, what do we know about this free agent class? It's not great. It sucks. Forget not great. It sucks. Dimitri Orlov is probably the best player available. He's going to make a boatload of cash. That's insane. And Barbashev is potentially going to get Nachushkin money which I love Barbashev, but we were not discussing that a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Agents aren't stupid. (laughs) I think this is by design, man. Uh, Very few of the star players are available. And I certainly understand from a team perspective why you'd um, want to negotiate a, a, a deal now for a player who's up in a year, like Matthews, like Timo Meyer, et cetera, or... Timo Meyer's a different situation. Um, 
Why would you negotiate a long-term deal now? Why? There's no point. There is like, and listen, I know that goes against what I've said for Matthews. I, I am selfishly hoping he signs eight years league men. Okay. <laughs> There's a hard cap. I want my team to win. Yep. I know that's not going to happen. Um, so, I mean, if a player signs six, seven, eight years, you're going to have to probably grossly overpay them. But you're gonna, you're gonna be. What, what did Dave Nona say, or was it Jim Benning, or which what which of the bad GMs said? Mark Bergevin. I'm trying to remember. Oh they man, what, about, what a trifecta! I know they don't care about years five, six, and seven of the deal. I don't remember if that was Josh Anderson or David Clarkson or Louis Erickson or yeah, whichever or one of those contracts. OEL or yeah. I Nona said that by the way. Nona, okay. So teams are thinking very short term these mm -hmm. days. Um, there's less of tomorrow than there used to be. I've said that a million times. Um, so why sign an eight year deal with someone that is going to be grossly bloated for the next two years and it's going to help you down the line. You might not even be the GM down the line. What do you give a shit? I think there's going to be a lot of frustrating short-term deals with the way the salary cap's going. It's not even going to increase that much where we're going to see giant jumps in salaries either. Four or five million. Yeah. It's like cap friendly has a projection on on the four percent uh, and the five percent cap raises that are expected in the next two years. And it only bring it up to ninety two million in twenty twenty six, which is significant amount of money considering we're at eighty three and a half right now. But it's not that Austin Matthews could go from making fourteen to twenty. You know, it's so, probably 14 to 15 and a half. Yeah. So we're talking about that range. And I don't know the, the revenues in the NHL and the way they're distributing it to the players just so disappointing because you'd want these numbers just to be there now and for the salaries to be there. So there isn't so much um, just waiting by these GMs and the players and finagling their deals uh, according to the salary and, and according to the salary cap instead just signing now because you have cost certainty in the future and that you might not get screwed against the salary cap later. Like it, I wish there was just some like, Hey, this is the plan so that players can just commit to teams or commit to free agency so that we're not waffling uh, these players careers based on just revenue models. Right. This is actually, this is a pretty decent summer to get bought out. And like, there are why do you say that? That's an, what, what? Well, there there are candidates, right? So OEL is already one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Blake Wheeler may become one. So tell us what Matt, you know about Blake Matt Wheeler. Matt Murray may become one. No, no, no let me. Oh, sir, 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 sir. So first of all, you're getting paid not to play. Mm -hmm. Second of all, even though you were grossly overpaid, it doesn't mean you're not an NHL player. Mm -hmm. You could make that argument for Matt Murray that you know maybe he's cooked. Blake Wheeler's got hockey in him. He just shouldn't be making eight point two five. Oliver Ekman Larson has hockey in him. You just shouldn't be making over eight million dollars. Um, because the, this, uh, free agent class stinks, you're going to hit the free agent market and immediately at least enter middle of the pack, <laughs> if not upper middle, and you'll be able to make, you know, when you're a UFA, you, you make too much money. You overpay for UFAs. That's how it works. You know, you have a one in 32 chance of signing these guys. So if you get bought out, it's, it's not a doomsday scenario. Okay. These guys. Now let's talk about Blake Wheeler. Let's talk about Blake Wheeler. So SDPN reports uh, from last night. Um, By I the had, way, you should start putting that in your tweets. If I you're probably should. News. Yeah, well, I want to make sure I'm right first. 
Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. This, okay, this okay. one I'm pretty confident on. I know with Steve Sales to jump the gun a little bit. I still think that'll end up being right. But anyway, oh. Blake Wheeler. Um, I've been told he's played his last game as a Jet. Okay. Um, how that comes to fruition, I don't know. I wasn't given confirmation he's going to get bought out or traded. Darren Dreger this morning reported there's some trade interest. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt that. Um, he's not a bad player, but 8.25 is ridiculous. Now, if if the Jets were to buy him out, um, they would save cash. I don't remember the amount of cash, but his cap hit would be instead of 8.25 for one year, it'd be 2.75 for two. That's pretty good savings mm -hmm. um, this year and next. Um, gives you a little bit of flexibility with what you can do retooling your team. Mm -hmm. um, Mark Shifley, Connor Hellebuck um, are the the two big names that that come to mind there. And any any flexibility is good. Um, if you're big into the rumor mill for for what happens with Blake Wheeler next. His off-season home is in Florida, and the coach who made him captain for a number of years was Paul Maurice. And I thought about it, and we I've been critical of, of Blake Wheeler and the way he plays and defense and everything. Florida? I think that's a pretty good fit. A lot of questions about how he is, and he's addressed them to the media several times in the dressing room. Yeah, but... He's going to walk into a dressing room, which I think is different. The Jets locker room is his. Florida, he'll be walking into one, and he'll have to adapt or die. You know yeah, but I mean? Paul Maurice is probably sick of the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, like, like I don't think that's the guy who wants that uh, Winnipeg to come back to him. Like, he, he he's left. the only coach that fired his team. Like, I don't know if you've what ever been to Sunrise, you Florida. Seen? It ain't Winnipeg. <laughs> Mid-season, the guy was like, get me out of here. Yeah, I don't, I've just heard they're really tight. Um... Okay, question for you, General Manager Jesse. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're the in this NHL 23 scenario. Okay, you are the general manager of the retooling Winnipeg Jets. Okay, do you a buy out Blake Wheeler's contract? It will save you 2.75 million dollars, but cost you 5.5 over the next two years. So 2.75 million dollars against the cap each year, but the actual money saved is 2.75 million. Oh yeah, okay. it's it's so easy. It, the math like when. When you put that out there and everybody did the buyout calculator stuff, you're like, why wouldn't they do this? You know, that's $6 million that you're saving. It makes so much sense. But but you could you could take this year. You're probably going to trade Connor Hellebuck. You're probably going to look at trading Mark Shifley mm -hmm. uh, if you can't get him on an extension. Do you this year go, okay, we'll eat the half, the, the $8 million. Can we find a taker at $4 million? For Blake Wheeler, right? Give him to another team. Don't get much back. Maybe you get a fifth round pick or something like that. Let's say that's what it is. Usually they give you a fifth round pick and future considerations, right? Do you just take the cap hit for the year that you're expecting not to be good and then be cap clear for when it jumps probably five to seven percent next year? I just don't know if that scenario is out there. Can like, you do that deal this week? You know, can you do that deal at the draft? Can you do it? prior to free agency or during free agency. If that deal's out there to get assets back, then yeah, you'd take the assets over the uh, just free, the, just losing the guy. It could happen as soon as today. Um, like they, they got to make a decision. This is okay. Yeah. This so is the guy the trades who, out there that you make the trade. You're telling me a 55 point guy, 55 point guy isn't worth $4 million. 
to a team? A 55-point tough right-wing guy who is six foot five and 220 pounds of muscle. Forget all the criticism oh, yeah. we've had. No. You're telling me he's not worth four million bucks? In a reduced role on a... On a I, I'll use the Panthers again as an example. As uh, In a reduced role, doesn't have to do as much in the locker room. Just be... just. Rack up points on the top power play, second power play. Mm -hmm. For a Stanley uh, Cup contender. Because that's where he's going. Yeah, and he and I kind of like him as a fit for the Panthers in that he likes to score and he's belligerent as hell. Uh, um, and look at this playoff performer too. 65 total playoff games in his career, 45 points. So Blake Wheeler's got zero career 30 goal seasons. I had no idea. Yeah. Actually? Yeah. Oh, he's close. He got close. He, he, has, close. he hit 90 points, didn't he? One two twice. times twice ninety one twice yeah. yeah there you go he's an assist king yeah so I mean there there's value there could there. be a taker out there there has to be there's you'd be crazy not to but there's At four million is it is a team able to take that on and do the Jets want to take that on because they might not well I'm not saying he's going to get bought out I was told that's the most likely scenario but a trade wasn't real. well and and in real dollars it costs you less. Because I can go to Jets ownership and I could say, listen, it's either going to cost you $4 million or it's going to cost you $5.75 million. So which do you want it to be? Because I can, I, I'll eat the cap this year. It'll cost you $4 bucks, and then he's gone. But if we spread this over two years, it might be easier for you to pallet. But it is going to cost you a million and a half or million seven five more to buy him out. Now, what if you have to... In real dollars. If you have to sweeten the pot along with retaining half... I don't think you're going to have to. For well, someone to take him? No. I'm just saying, well, because draft picks cost if, money. Okay, too. if Josh draft Anderson... Have a, have a financial if, value. If perennial underperformer, same type of player, Josh Anderson. And I like Josh Anderson. I just want him to put his shit together and be more consistent. If he can be traded at $5 million, I don't understand, and I understand he's 10 years younger than Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler still played 72 games 36. last year. No. Uh, and he's going to be 37 by the time the year starts. He's an August 31st born baby. But... This is a guy like Pavelski showing you can. Uh, everything that I've seen for Blake Wheeler goes to show he's good for 50 points. That's all you need. He's just overpaid. Mm -hmm. he's, he's overpaid. I don't know. Not to bad. me, it, the, the pitch to ownership is we should try to trade him. And I think if they, you're 31 other teams, do you not sit there and say, hey, let's not make a deal with the Jets because in a week we can just sign him? That's probably what's going on. And... Is is there a team out there desperate enough for a player like Blake Wheeler that they go ah screw it they want to jump the the line they jump the line and they yeah. make the deal, but that's that's what that's what you're banking on for the Jets is that in the GM group chat everyone isn't like lol shovel day off we'll just sit here and wait and you have to buy him out and yeah. we, we can get him for just the money it all comes back to he's played his last game as a Jet yeah he gone he's done I wonder how he feels about that you think he's probably ready to move on. Yeah, um, you know, there's anecdotally I've heard from other sources, like basically it's, it sounds like he's mentally prepared for this um, and like this is not going to come as a surprise to him. It's not going to come as a shock. He's seen the writing on the wall. Uh, I mean, was Rick Bones fired? No. Well, <laughs> I also look there at, you go. I look at that. um I look at uh, um, sometimes you're in a, a situation and you're there too long and it becomes toxic. That, and, that might be what happens. And, and maybe we see a different guy on a different team and if he has to have less responsibility and maybe he can just start to have fun again. Right? Like the Panthers, like if it, let's say it's the Panthers. 
Panthers are so much fun. Well, and he could go and have some fun. This isn't an apples to apples comparison, but the Leafs tried to build a team around Phil Kessel and it didn't really work mm -hmm. and they weren't able to surround him with talent, et cetera, X, Y, Z. Then they send him to Pittsburgh. He wins back to back cups mm -hmm. and you want another in Vegas. You can throw an asterisk on it if you want, whatever. He's got three rings. Um, you know, maybe Blake Wheeler with reduced responsibilities is a sort of similar situation where he can help you. Like, again, using the Panthers as an example, like who's going to have a bigger impact on your roster? Uh, Eric Stahl at this point in his career or Blake Wheeler? Mm -hmm. It's Blake Wheeler. He's probably going to cost you a little more. Probably a lot more. It's Anyway, he's done in Winnipeg. And if, if they're going to uh, make the transition or retool that they want to make, they have to close the... the the book on, on the Blake, Blake Wheeler. Wheeler I think I, 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 you know, I don't know if you've heard anything unshifely, but I feel like that's got to change too. I have not. Your bat looks a lot bigger when it's not surrounded by other bats. Wouldn't you say? I, I, it stands out. Other bats? Baseball they, is back. I feel like you should have gone with like other base, uh, baseballs or grass. Well, because we're talking about your bat here, right? We want you to have a nice clean bat. Yeah, the For bat. The, the bat looks bigger when it's not on surrounded by grass. Okay, would be a better sure. analogy. Okay, yeah. If your bat's in tall grass, yeah. Okay, there we're you getting go. There. Okay. Like you don't want Field of Dreams. We don't want to hide your bat in the thing in the back of the Field of Dreams. Yeah. Trim your Wrigley Field. There you go. There you yeah, go. There it is. And you get twenty percent off with Manscaped if you use the promo code Dangle. Twenty percent off and free shipping. Now we've already told you about the Lawnmower Four um, and basically, it is the Mike Trout of trimmers. Uh, your confidence level will be sky high, like a well-hit baseball from Shohei Otani. Yeah. <laughs> which, um, what about here? I got one. Okay, go. Shave okay. the bat, which is also it's um, like the base <laughs> of your penis. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's 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 what the ad read says. Uh, <laughs> Use the promo code Dangle for twenty percent off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Again, it's promo code Dangle twenty percent off, free shipping Manscaped.com, and Dangle is spelled D-A-N-G-L-E. <laughs> that was the worst thing you've ever done. That's terrible. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Another bio candidate reported uh, is 33-year-old TJ Brody. Uh, <laughs> if the Leafs bought TJ Brody out, uh, it would cost them zero on the cap this year and $2.5 million on the cap next year. But I don't think they're going to buy him out, guys. Because he's good. Hockey Twitter <laughs> has been dunking on Frank Saravalli like the French dude and hockey... Twitter is Vince Carter. I don't even know the French dude's the name. The French dude, where the guy that Vince Carter jumped over? Yeah. Yeah. Just. So I wasn't sure, because I haven't seen the report. I wasn't sure if it was reported as news or reported as, uh, I don't even you know, know, someone speculating. But uh, uh, <laughs> it goes to show how little news is actually out there. Uh, because, uh, and like I said, it's a quiet zone because that this would even register there is, aren't a lot of rumors, eh? Well, no, there's not. I'm not hearing anything. All this we, is the thing. Like, why is it TJ Brody? And excuse me for this, but he's the Leafs' most boring player. And that's because he's consistent. Um, TJ Brody, the Leafs' most boring player, definitely a guy that any team would be happy to have in their top four, even at 33. At worst, their second best defenseman? Yeah. And at five million bucks, it's no. a good deal. Um, it's funny how much that story took off. I was just marveling at that because I thought, 
Like this isn't interesting. <laughs> trade him. <laughs> trade him. You could trade him. Right. You if, could. If push came to shove, buy him out. Buy him out. Like no, you do that for a difficult contract. You can't move. Buy him out. No. That, okay. That doesn't make. Did you confirm with your your smart insider man sources on that? No. Other than everyone's like, what? <laughs> it was a surprise. CJ's been dropping sneaky gems uh, on the CJ show, and I know they're kicking into overdrive. I'd like. I just want to get today's show over with so we can listen to tomorrow's <laughs> cj show yeah no kidding honestly no kidding i think and then come in friday and be like did you hear what cj said yeah we'll just do a recap of the we'll do a cj fan reaction yeah <laughs> uh jesse what do you got to, got up there on your screen what are you looking at uh arizona's cap friendly why because they bought out uh two players yesterday zach kath zach cassian and uh, patrick nemeth yeah and that is my uh, uh my curse continues by the way because i think those are the that then i think they're all their buyout slots are done are they not yeah because they got the OEL and then now they... And I said, I said, well, that's going to hurt their game plan. So I suppose that means... Does that mean they can't retain on a trade? Or I'm is not. it just a buyout? I I was under the impression it was trading. Okay. The re- the retains salary yeah, slot? Salary yeah, salary retention slot. Yeah. Just trading. I, I just couldn't help but think yesterday, like with all due respect to Cassian and Nemeth, getting bought out by the Coyotes has to be a tough day. Well, it's it is, and also the Zach Cassian deal was bad when it was signed. Yeah, it's going to be tough for either of those guys to find an NHL do- job next season. You think so? Not even as like uh, a depth guy. You know, he got bought out by the Coyotes. The only difference is I don't remember what Cassian was making. Two point five. Oof! For four years, that was a Can Holland deal. Wow. Okay. So, ugh, and Nemeth was making over two as well. I think. The only hope those guys have is signing league men somewhere. Right. Cassian in 51 games had two goals. Minus 18. He, I genuinely worry about him. Why? Uh, that that brain has taken a lot of hits, man. Yeah? Every time he fights, I cringe. He shouldn't be doing it. Right. And he was taking on Arbor Jacki and no. Yeah? You got to stop, Zach. You got to stop. Yeah, 33 years old. I remember when he was a draft pick. I used to pick him in NHL. Um, like, you know, I used to do like the fantasy drafts. Oh, he was awesome. He, he, his potential was huge. And he was also gigantic in the games. He's crush people with them. Huge. He's always been belligerent. Uh, won a Memorial Cup with the Windsor Spitfires. It's just, man, that, that head. I How long about. are the Coyotes going to keep doing this? They have tw- 11 players. Uh, on under contract or on their roster right now, okay. twenty eight under contract. Next year they have twelve players under contract. Are they moving? This, there wasn't rhetorical. Are they moving? I don't. I don't well, not this year. I don't, not this season. They're going to be playing in Arizona and Mullet. But not well, then. As long as they're in Arizona, they're going to keep doing this. Um, they're they're in a. They have no incentive to compete. Well, yeah. They're in a barn. They're in a 5,000-seat university arena. 3,200-seat. With what? Oh, my God. So even worse. Remember, with the retrofitting, it, it, they had to cut like 1,800 seats out. They're, I mean... No, it's 4,600. It's 4,600? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 4,600. Right. When the NHL gets its 33rd team, they'll be expanding to 32. <laughs> um, it's, it's, they play 82 exhibition games. You should also know that the Coyotes will play just one of their nine preseason games at home. 
Uh, it yeah, released it doesn't make sense to play preseason games there. No, yeah, uh, dude, it, they're shipping them off to Australia. It released their preseason schedule on Tuesday. It will play two games against the LA Kings in Melbourne. Uh, and then uh, they're going to play in Wichita, Cedar Park, Texas, Palm Springs, California. Then they're going to play in St. Louis, Las Vegas and Anaheim before rounding it out in Tucson. Uh, when they will face the Ducks on October 7th before kicking off the year. The Coyotes will not play any preseason games in Mullet Arena. Uh, and uh, I don't believe that they played any there last year either. How many forwards are on their roster next season? Currently signed. Currently? Yeah. For next year. I mean, for a team not, in that not, spot. Not, I, not the one coming up in September. I mean, the 2024 season. Oh, for the 2024 season? Yeah. Okay, Clayton Keller. You got one. I hope he's available. I really like him. Nick Schmaltz? You got two. Oh, wow. And he might get traded. Nick Ritchie? No. No. No, he's a flame now. Yeah. Oh, Remember he got traded for his brother? He got traded. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I'm trying to think anyone on the back end. Nope, they traded Chickren. <laughs> just oh. forwards. Just forwards. Just forwards. It's just... Oh, man. Yep. Is that it? Lawson Krauss is the thing. Ah! In terms of defensemen who are under contract to begin the 2024 season, zero. They have three RFAs. That's after this coming season. After this season, they got three RFAs and nobody else under contract. Who's under contract for this season? Uh, they got Joshua Brown, mm. uh, Valamaki, JJ Moser, and uh, Victor Soderstrom. Those are the defensemen. They got four defensemen so far. They got Liam O'Brien, Travis Boyd, Boyd Barrett Hayton, Lawson Krause, Nick Schmaltz, and Clayton Keller. Those are their forwards. And then in goal, Steve's favorite player. Karel Vimelka. Who they're Vimelka. apparently trying to trade. I uh, mean, they, they don't have a hockey team yet. But, you know, okay, okay. Karel Vimelka cost them Connor Bedard. They <laughs> well, should have... They should have... Well, no, the, the Coyotes should have a top three pick. They should have a top three pick because they should have finished last, but Karel Vimelka fucked it up. Okay, so my question then is... Are the Coyotes playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers? Because <laughs> what? they have they have to fill out a team, right? They're going to yeah. get high draft picks this year. Vimelk is probably going to get them some more draft picks. If he goes to St. Louis, he'll get, you know, that's a mid first round pick. Is right? there a limit to how many draft picks you can have? I don't, think, I don't so. think so. They currently have four second round picks next year. So there is a limit on, okay, how many? Uh, I, can't, I can't even get my point here. How can, many, I, can I just get my point out sure, one quick ahead. second? Yeah, go ahead. Playing. They have an entirely free roster yeah. next season when the cap jumps five to ten or five to seven million. And and to quote the Simpsons, and what would I pay them with? Banana bread? Yeah, they're not spending the money. But what they're trying if, to spend the least amount of listen, money possible? We at least have to acknowledge there's a very slight possibility. We have to acknowledge it. They are, they are, if, if, if they were a rich team, a team with a, an arena, mm-hmm. rich enough to have an arena, they would, we'd be looking at them going, uh, this is, uh, this is going to be crazy. So like you're saying, if they have a ton of draft capital, they have prospects and they have a ton of room for free agents. So one yeah, night, not that one night, Mark Cuban gets like super drunk and buys the coyotes off wish. Yes. And then decides, you know what? Etsy, by the way, Etsy. Etsy. Yeah, sure. And we're going to make. They're going to be a cap team and we're winning the cup next year. Yeah. Like that's that's the scenario you're talking about. Yeah. Adam. I mean, they're set up for that. They're at least set up for it. Not really. All the Fast and the Furious movies were more realistic than the scenario you just painted. Why? Okay. Why is that? 
I at least need to we need at least need to discuss why it wouldn't happen. They don't have money. I was not uh, you know, friggin' playing 3D chess when I lived with my parents. I was broke. <laughs> that's why I was there. Okay, but and that's the, why the coyotes are where they are. But the but because the salary cap is in place to to keep teams like the coyotes alive, revenue share must take care of it. For instance, the Coyotes will get a check from the NHL. Salary cap's killing them for for revenue share. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the for five million dollars this year. That at least has to help them. See, every, we they're we going to get five million dollars in revenue share this year. The cap helps. The salary cap is designed to five help million. those shitty teams, very very shitty teams. But also, there's a cap floor that says, "Well, you got to try." Yeah, and but so they, every year and they the circumvent floor, that by getting contracts that are dead cap. Yeah. And so they, don't, just, they bring those in so they don't have to actually reach the floor. Yeah. So stop being mad at Tampa and Vegas and everybody else for doing it because the Coyotes are doing it the other way. Yeah. I, well, hey, hey, there's plenty of anger to go around. I'll be mad at both. Thanks. Revenue share. I'm not going to be mad at that. No, I know. I don't care. Circumvented. It's a so, stupid cap anyway. Jesse, how many reserve slots uh, do the Coyotes have? It's a number near the top of the cap friendly page and it should be out of 90. Uh, reserve lifts. They have 49 of 90. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so that means uh, 41. I'm good at math. They have, at any given time, a team is allowed to have 90 players in their organization. And 50 under contract. 50 under contract. So in theory, you could have 50 players under contract and 40 unsigned or sliding draft picks. Bodies, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, there is technically a limit to the amount of draft picks you could have, but you like even the Coyotes. I'm looking at that goofy page you have. Uh, even the Coyotes, there's no chance they hit it. The contract situation, they have 28. You know, we're always talking about the Leafs are at their 50 limit. You know, they're pushing it. They can't get any more. The Coyotes have 28 players of the 50 under contract. Under contract in the whole organization. 28 of 50. They're barely a hockey team. Yeah, so last year wasn't bad. This year's gonna be bad. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Here's here's what I we'll what see. I'm seeing with this conversation is the Canadian media bullying the coyotes again. I can't believe you two. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you two in the Canadian media, known for its bullying tactics. Two plus two is four. It doesn't matter where I'm from. Um, I'm excited to see how they try and end it. Whenever they decide to try and win, what they do. I feel like it's going to be like that South Park episode with Russell Crowe and his tugboat. (laughs) (laughs) Just, no, Tugger. (laughs) And it'll just be Gary Bettman. (laughs) Have you seen that episode? Oh, dark. How does that that apply? It doesn't. How does that apply? That's how how it looks in my mind, okay? That's how it looks in my mind. (laughs) um, Fighting around the world. No, they're going to need a building until they have a building. There's there's really no point. And this was the concern from the beginning. Like if you're, they have no incentive to try to win and they have no incentive to try to make money. They have more incentive to try to win. Like maybe in the final year or two and down the line, you know, you're going to have a building, try to win a little bit so that you can generate some buzz. Mm -hmm. But like, I I get the impression this is going to get worse before it gets better. Um, yeah, this is uh it's you're hoping for a miracle and you have your starting goaltender on a Czech podcast saying we didn't sell out a single game. 
the tickets are too highly priced. Mm-hmm. Damn. Nothing came of the rumors that the NHLPA filed the grievance or were looking into the grievances filed by players uh, b- based on the Coyotes. Uh, I think it was the travel in particular. They were talking about um, it wasn't up to the standard of the CBA. What what, do you, then, what was it about? Did they ever get drilled down into specifics about what about the travel wasn't up to the standard? Do, to, just to be clear, are all of these players moonlighting as Canadian media? They must be. They must be. I just why would why would anyone make this shit up? I can't understand that line. So it was Larry Brooks reported in the he's New York Post, yep. correct? So he said, uh, uh, "I'm not engaging in a back and forth here, but I did not report." The, oh, he said he didn't report that uh, the PA had filed complaints or grievances with the league. Only that players had lodged complaints with the PA, and that the issue would be discussed at an upcoming me- meeting. And uh, Craig Morgan had checked on the reports and said that there were no CBA violations, but. Larry Brooks had reported that players were complaining about um, some of the travel situations with the Coyotes. So, uh, I mean, nothing really came of it, but there were rumors. Oof. It, you know what they could be? If they get, if they if they draft well, they could be fun as like the fun in the way of maybe not in the same way because the this this team had was loaded with future superstars. But they could be kind of like a fun all-rookie team. You know, like a Team North America light. I'm trying to find positives here, yeah, guys. Bear there, with me. There isn't one. Like, listen, if they draft a college-eligible kid, have fun in your next four years at school, kid. <laughs> Unless you get traded. Like, I don't... I don't I, players aren't going to go. They're not going to go, man. It's dire. It's real dire. Yeah, it's not good. Um, okay, the draft is next week in Nashville, like we told you. Uh, something I wanted to throw out there is that if you are a fan of seeing the NHL get better, the NBA draft is Thursday. Woo! And I encourage you to watch the NBA draft, even if you don't know a single name beyond Victor Wembenyama. The reason I want you to watch the NBA draft purely is for the entertainment purposes. Well, Just to see how they do it. There's a guy named Scoot. There's a guy named Scoot. There is... No. Your favorite player of all time? Who's that? Grady Dick. Grady Dick? Oh, yeah. man. That could be a top 10 pick. Between <laughs> Scoot, Victor Wimbanyama, and Grady Dick. It is sure to be a star-studded event. Can you imagine? Those. Can you imagine all the headlines? That they're just going to be like, "Well, Dick Pick at number nine. <laughs> oh my god! I think we got it. Come on! I think we got number the sixty-nine. NHL it's Dick. What's the Grady on that Dick? Pick? <laughs> we grade all the Dick. Picks. Oh, what's the Grady? <laughs> I like that. I thought it was good. It's the Grady uh, on that Dick. No, pick. I did. I like yeah. that. I like e that. Slapper. In all that. seriousness, no. I think the way the NBA does it is the way I love it because the. Listen, I know that Adam Silver has to come out uh, and Gary Bettman would have to play this role and it sucks when Gary Bettman has to play this role, but there's a time limit. The teams call their draft pick in. They're not there in their bad suits. Adam Silver cuts a nice figure in a suit. He looks good. And and it's all about the player. It's not about the 40 guys on stage taking a stupid picture. It's like, oh, uh, uh, oh yeah, the assistant general manager brought his daughter. She's going to be in this picture too. Like, what the fuck happens? Why do you hate children? I Nothing against kids. But what I like about oh, it, it is, is they walk on stage, they get their hat, they get their jersey, they take the picture, they move on, and you get to the next thing. And it's done within like a two-hour time frame. And there's a lot of like, like a lot of Michael Bay <laughs> going on. 
lot of lot of a lot of, what? A lot of psh, psh. there's a lot of shit that's like it's a show and i want you to see a show because i feel like when i do hear from people who are like i don't know why you're so hard on the draft i'm like it's because you haven't like i'm like i, I instantly ask them what other drafts have you watched they're like i don't watch another draft i don't care about anything other than hockey okay watch the nba draft watch the nfl draft you don't have to know a single thing and you're gonna get hyped it's a great piece of television. Drama, It's too. reality show drama, which is what sports is. Mm -hmm. Sports is a reality show. You say you don't like Real Housewives, fine, but you like the Leafs. That's that's real-life reality show drama. The Counter. original. Counter. You don't have to watch the draft. <laughs> and... But that's, but that's the thing with the NBA draft is I'm setting aside my Thursday evening to watch it, no. even though I know like three guys, because I know I'll be entertained. No. The, the NHL one, it's like, I know I don't have to watch this. I'll just read the recap in the morning. Adam, you're missing the point. Watch the... What? It's, you don't have to watch the draft, whether you watch the draft or not. The Objective Basketball Podcast ah. has you covered. S and gun. That's true. Uh, who have been doing a fantastic job this season. Mm-hmm. We'll be covering what could be a very big draft for the league and a very big draft for the Raptors, specifically Canada's team. And as we discovered during the 2019 final, most of North America's team, everyone cheered for the Raptors. Everyone. And then immediately said the championship didn't count. <laughs> That's kind of how it went. Yeah. It's kind of how it went. Yeah. Yeah. So S and gun on the objective basketball podcast. I'm looking forward to that recap because silliness is going to happen. I am too. And I just want, I just wanted to throw it out there that I think you should absolutely um, check it out because it's what it could be. NHL players right now are cooler than ever. You see how Austin Matthews and Willie look and, and Mitch Marner look when they when they come to the arena and the Leafs are posting their fits every when when Austin Matthews showed up at the NHL awards last year and the year before, he looked great. Looked good. These kids are fun, they're stylish, they want to make an impression. I would love to see the NHL do something just like it. When's when's Matthews gonna shock the world and shave his head? It's, it's coming. Shave his head. You're asking him to give up? No, no. I'm not asking him to give no, up. No, no. I'm listen, not. What lots, is this? Listen, lots of hairlines have been saved. <laughs> hairlines have been saved. But Ryan Getzlaff was one of those guys who was like, I know which way the wind's blowing. And he got rid of all of it. And it made him look scarier. Made him look scarier. But Matthew's like, he has such a confidence. Like, he just rocks the shit out of it. Yeah, but you can save that. Like I said. How early, how early is too early to give up? If you're like a 28 year old guy with like a widow's peak, okay, is it okay to give up? No. If, if you make no. eleven and a half, Not. if you make oh, eleven and a half million dollars a year, it is always too early to give up. Mm. Always, you have you're rich. Go get whatever the technology is these days. You don't need to lose your hair. If you are not rich. I don't know. Go look at a it picture. It starts with buzz cuts. Go look at yeah. a picture of 24, 25-year-old Lewis Hamilton. Go look oh, at a yeah? picture of 24, 25-year-old Sebastian Vettel, who I don't expect you to know, but he's a... Elf. I know the name! He won four Formula One Grand Prix championships in a row before Lewis won seven in a row. Both of them lost their hair in their early 20s because male pattern baldness hits you in your early 20s mm -hmm. and your late 50s. So if you you might get through one, but then it might hit you in your 50s. Um, but you can save your hair in the meantime. Lewis Hamilton, you'd have no idea. Baldness has multiple checkpoints? Yes, it does. Now, there's other ways that you can go bald, but that's the that's the usual thing that, that happens. Um, and you could save those hairlines. LeBron, another guy. 
No, Le- LeBron's he he goes bald now. Yeah, he does. basically. You know? But he did. He he. Yeah. He and the, the hairline was. He got like the the rich guy. They're gonna put. I go to Turkey yeah, for, to, yeah. for a weekend, and they put my hair back. You know, yeah. he, he did that for a little. Yeah, he bit. did. Is that where he goes? Yeah, he goes to Turkey. Yeah, because the hairline was at the back of his head, and then he came back a couple months later, and he was like, "Oh, LeBron's yeah, got hair." <laughs> your teeth and your hair, you go to Turkey for some reason. Your nose jobs too, nose right? Jobs too those are cheaper, those are cheaper, but they're better. Or I went to Oshawa for your what? For your hairline. Oh, for your nose. Oh, I hope yeah. to get a readjusted. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought he did a very good job. He did. He yeah. did. And the doctor that said it right again. Ooh. <laughs> Some guys also just look better bald and they don't yeah. even know it until they give up. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Have you seen early career Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin? With I hair. haven't. Can we pull up? A he Stone has like Hulk Hogan hair. hair. No. Like long Hulk Hogan. hair. No. Yeah. Go look up. Stone like, Cold had long hair. Stone Cold like his WCW days. It's Adam. It's going to be disturbing. I'm warning you. No way. I'm warning you right he now. He was in WCW too? This is how little I know. He was in WCW, ECW, and WWE. Yeah, here it is. Whoa. He was uh, Chris Jericho light, you know? <gasps> he was stunning. That was Stone Cold? Yeah. Stunning Steve Austin. It was, he was, uh, that was his name. Yeah. Stunning Steve wow. Austin. Wow. Look at that. Damn. But if you look up at the top, you're like, all right. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. When's it coming? I don't know, but it's coming, Steve. No, he looked better bald, I think. Well, yeah, exactly. He went down to buzz cut, and he when he was coming up with the Stone Cold character, you can tell what my TikTok algorithm is. He decided, you know what? I'm bicking it. I'm bicking it, and he bicked <laughs> it. Uh, also, if you uh, if you're hitting your 30s and you're starting to see gray hairs, um, apparently this is according to my friend who cuts hair for a living and owns a salon. Uh, the hairs that go gray, he's like, you want hair to go gray. That's good because it means that it's staying. It's sticking around. Oh, I started going gray at 24. There you yeah, go. I've, been, I've had gray hair since like my early 20s. Just I'm spotting. I'm just getting hair. it now. And I'm starting to get it here in my beard a little oh. bit. Well, what beard I can grow, which is nothing. And then apparently along the side. But Welcome to the resistance. I don't know. I don't really see it too much. I'm still pretty youthful. You got salt and pepper. That's right. Well, not like you. Well, gorgeous. Hey, salt and pepper is a good thing. Apparently, what were we talking about before this? Nothing. Doesn't matter. Uh, no, we were talking about the oh, fact that I the, randomly oh, talking about we were the, talking about outfits at the draft, and I was like, "What draft. if Matthews went bald?" Yeah. You were you're doing a bad job promoting our sidecast for the draft. That's right. Well, listen, <laughs> we're gonna watch anyway, and I think it'll no, be we're fun. gonna be watching live on Twitch Here. with all of you who want to tune in to us. That's right. And here's the thing: is we'll make it entertaining because the NHL refuses to. Twitch.com, switch.tv slash SDPN live if you want to follow our channel. Might even see my feet again this year. Jesse, I sent you a an article, and we can use this footage before Steve gets worried about it uh, because it is from a press conference. Uh, there is a video in there, and it is at se- that you're going to have to watch an ad, and then there's 10 seconds in, and then it's going to go directly to a man named Bill Foley. What do you know about Bill Foley, Steve Dangle? He is the owner of the Vegas Golden Knights Mm -hmm. and that is what I know about him but if I can extrapolate I'm going to say his legal name is William Mm -hmm. but what do you what do do you deduce from Bill Foley's ownership thus far oh I I mean he is aggressive he is bold um he there's a guy with all in what he he has all of his hair it's it turned gray but he's got it all he's got it all he is bold in his words and in his actions Ten seconds in, Jesse. He said the the Vegas Golden Knights are going to make the playoffs in three years, win the cup in six. 
He was wrong. They made the playoffs immediately and won the cup in six. Here we go. Here's what he had to say. Well, we're not done. I'll, I'll say that. We're not, we're, not, we're not done. And I told Carly when we signed him up to an eight-year deal that uh, I expect three Stanley Cups during his, during his contract. And I, and I, I was with him on the ice uh, when we got our picture taken. I looked over at him and I said, okay, you got one. Remember <laughs> what I said. <laughs> not satisfied. Not so, bad. So we'll not, pause it there. So Bill Foley saying this. It's the kind of thing that I think, like, if you're Tampa Bay Lightning, you know what it's like to have an owner like Jeff Fink. You know, you've got the you got the owner that really wants to win. Owner. Owner. One word or one name. There's a face to it. Like, I don't know. I feel like we need to make this about the Leafs. <laughs> oh, I think so. They don't have a face. Like, Larry Tenenbaum's not that. He's, He's not. just like a nice uncle. Uh, he's there. He's the closest thing that they have to it. I think he was the first person to get the Larry O'Brien when the Raptors won it. Mm -hmm. But like the, when was the last time you heard him speak about like the Leafs and what they're doing? And I don't know. He, he doesn't speak brashly and boldly like that or, you know, like, uh, you know, some of the other front facing owners that you see or even he's, he's not even a villain that you can blame for stuff like Jeremy Jacobs. Mm -hmm. With uh, the Boston Bruins, right? Um, the team needs a face. I feel like every team needs a face and and Vegas. Well, has. we've said in the past, owners should probably stay out of the press. That is true. That is very true. So that's why I brought it up because I thought, okay, what he, if, did, he did stay out of the press though until they won. What if go in the press, just don't be stupid. What if that? Right. And, and, and really only talk when they win. <laughs> Like that's the only time I've heard Larry Tannenbaum talk was at the Raptors parade. But I'm seeing something. I don't even remember what he said. I'm seeing something concerning here uh, with the Leafs. I don't know if it's anything. Uh, you got your tinfoil hat on the other day and you guys can tell me what you think. Let's do it. Uh, I'm seeing Raptors fans going, what are they doing? Running this back. The reports this morning from Michael Grange of Sportsnet are that the Raptors are don't believe that they're much worse or much different from the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat just went to the finals, but the Miami Heat were an eighth seat, right? Maybe if they were healthy the whole year, they would have been higher up, but the Raptors believe that they can't be that much far behind that, and why can't they beat Giannis Antetokounmpo? Any team thinking they can replicate what the Panthers or Heat did is setting themselves up for failure. So the Raptors, Gary Trent Jr. is going to stick around. It looks like they want to re-sign uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, we'll see if they can. Um, and and Pirtle as well, who they traded a first and two seconds for at the trade deadline. Shit sakes. When they had the opportunity to actually go after it. Then we have the conversation of Brandon Shanahan. And Brandon Shanahan, after Dubas was fired, called the core four, who they are de-emphasizing. De but he did call those four players. But we're de-emphasizing them. But he made sure when the GM was fired that he was going to call those four guys, even though we're de-emphasizing them. And said, and he could be lying, and said they're sticking around. You guys, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, please don't worry about a thing. Results don't matter. I'm wondering if there is a larger MLSC shift here. They are getting into the playoffs regularly, which is what we needed. Mm -hmm. Bell and Rogers taking over from the pension plan, undoubtedly a positive. Look at what's happened in the last 10 years to both franchises. They went from doing dick all, both of them, Toronto being the worst ranked sports city in 
the entirety of North America, according to Sports Illustrated. I remember that article. That 2009. Like, oh, not that long ago. That was not a good time. But I'm seeing a little bit of, well, things could get better, but they could get worse. So let's keep them the same from both franchises. And I feel like that, to me, signals maybe something above the franchises. A change of the winds. Let's not be that. Let's not be too aggressive. Because we do want to get into the playoffs. Because if you get into the playoffs, you have a shot. You, like, in what world do the Raptors believe that they actually have a shot at a title? I don't know. Je Jesse, any thoughts? On the Leafs being a little complacent because of upper upper management? I think, I think if upper management takes a look at anything that's happened in the last decade of running MLSE, it's that winning is the biggest revenue driver. And I think that they recognize that. And based on like things that happened in the championship, um, I assume if you took a look at the books of the Raptors and the Leafs and the whole organization as a whole, it would have peaked in 2019, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think they know that winning, if they want to make more money, that making the team the best is is by winning uh, and getting deeper into the playoffs and not just the second round. So I, I think they're always striving to be successful. Okay. Because they're always striving to make more money. Do you think that Masai and Bobby Webster are right to think that they're just a step behind the Miami Heat? No, no. no. They had an opportunity to prove they were a playoff team. They lost to... They didn't even lose to DeMar DeRozan. Lost to the, the Bulls. They, they lost to DeMar DeRozan's daughter. Like, <laughs> they were brutal at the foul line. Yeah. And they blew their one and only opportunity at home. You suck. And they were up after three quarters. I was at the game. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Leafs. Do they have a right to believe they're Stanley Cup contenders? No. No. So I'm just it's I'm 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 not saying anything definitively, but I am pointing out that there is this is strange. Your goalie's me. not even locked up. Like what the what are you doing? This is weird to me. Both of them. Cuz Masai has been very aggressive. Uh the Leafs under Dubas were quite aggressive. There's an element of what the Leafs are up to, I'm not even going to say doing because we don't know if they're doing anything. There's an element of I'm just going to wait for the next week or two mm -hmm. because they have a lot of business to do and I'm just sort of sitting back waiting and seeing what they do. Right? So I'm not going to, they need to do this. They need to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to yell and rant and rave about it. I've already said what I think they should do with the core and that is not keep it together. Um, but I'll, like I'll pass judgment when the team is a little bit more fully formed. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, July 2nd, 3rd, we'll have a pretty good idea of roughly what the team is going to look like. And then if it's something that I like, I'll let you know. If it's something I don't like, I'll let you know. But I just the plan right now appears to be the same dudes. And I can't get behind that. Okay. I just wanted to ask that. Now, a couple last pieces of uh, information. Uh, ESPN has signed a two-year deal with Slam Ball. Oh, uh, <laughs> The Slam Ball League is coming back. Uh, if you guys used to remember, I think it was on Spike TV. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Front Office Sports has broken this news. The agreement will, quote, provide unprecedented national reach for the upstart property returning after 20 years. And the interesting thing about Slam Ball is they're taking advantage of the slow season in North American sports, which is mid-July to the beginning of September. And they start July 21st. This Love year? That. Yeah. 
Oh, nice. So they've they've got a slam ball podcast. It will be shown. <laughs> and here's the interesting thing. How many Let's do it? And I've I've never had uh I've never watched hockey in the States on ESPN like since, you know, 2004. But I know that hockey watching on ESPN was very difficult, right? A lot of times you couldn't even watch it on the main channel. Slam ball uh will be shown on ESPN, ESPN2 and also will be on ESPN Plus. Um and it Are does and by the way, slam ball also, it, not just basketball, but it also you can you can hit people in it. I believe, can't you? Yeah, there's a little bit of body checking. There's body there's checking, some contact. I like air if, body checks. Yeah. Nuts. Not, I wonder if any uh, ESPN anchors are going to get on panels and insult the league and say no one cares, <laughs> like they did with the NHL. Oh, is it? Is that what they did? Yeah, yeah. remember that? Yeah. When uh, someone they, uh, they Stephen asked, A. Yeah, Stephen oh. A. They're like, who's going to bring a title back to New York? And someone said the, the Rangers, and Stephen A. went, oh. oh. The Rangers don't count. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, he bid, the implication sure was the Rangers don't count. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then his apology video, we played it on the show. That's remember? right, I remember that. It was like a half, just, you misunderstood me, but it was like, no, we all heard No, we you heard said. Stephen, you don't care. <laughs> Stephen A. has <laughs> one joke about hockey, and he says it once every couple years when he's asked about it. Which is, he doesn't care. No, no. Uh, he said, all I know about hockey is the puck is black. Wow. Um, Slam Ball uh, is actually going to be, um, it's it's br being brought together by a p couple of people you would know, especially from hockey. Um, it's a, There's a large group of investors, um, but uh, Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment, co-founder David Blitzer, uh, 76ers and New Jersey Devils co-owner David Adelman and Fanatics chief Michael Rubin are all a part of the investors. It only had $11 million in Series A funding, which, you know, $11 million on its own is, is a lot, but it's not a lot when you spread it over several different teams. Um, there will be 30 hours of live programming. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm fascinated fascinated i'll watch that well what else is there to do in the summer what else are you watching what's what's espn running that's crazy in the in the other than baseball you got to have party pleaser stuff on the tv absolutely uh the last you got to watch game of thrones yeah you do man no i don't no there's matthew's highlights it's been a couple years <laughs> jesse i watched uh like a 1400 part tiktok about game of thrones yeah that's not the same i'm, I'm joking fuck you talking about? <laughs> ryan smith ryan the ending's bad why would i watch it that Everyone's not, like, oh, the ending's bad. bad. This last season was just mediocre. So when, when do I just stop the watching? the level that they put. Oh, you watched the whole thing. Okay, here's when I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Never. <laughs> uh, well, That's you know, upsetting. Here, if what, you watch what's your favorite show? <laughs> I'm not. We're not doing this. You, this isn't. I've hey, never heard of that one. Hey, I, I'm going to insult things you like. Wow. Steve what's, Dangle. What's your hey, what do you love? I'm going to shit on it. What's, Steve Dangle. What's, what was the last thing you watched on that? No, go, go break another Brendan Minnell trade. <laughs> no. Whoa. 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 Go spend time doing that. Whoa. And not what's watching Steve? a great television series. What's Steve Steos doing these days anyway? Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm just giving I'm so shit, mad man. Kevin Weeks scooped me. Ah, uh, I know. I know. You know what? I spend all this time not watching television shows so I can be the second person on a train. Right? <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. not appreciating that. And you should. I don't. I don't appreciate that at all. No. Um, okay. So uh, the there's a name, uh, Ryan Smith. Not Oilers legend Ryan oh. Smith. Uh, this is basketball's Ryan Smith, who is the founder of Qualtrics, chairman and CEO of the Utah Jazz, Real Salt Lake, and BYU, he's a BYU alum. Uh, he is 
um, one of the owners that's affected by the regional television issues that Bally Sports has seen, right? Yeah. So, you know, Utah, for better or for worse, or Salt Lake City, maybe not the major market like a New York or LA would be, right? I think that's a fair point. Um, so he is doing what several other teams has done, have done, and he has brought in the production of their games in-house. So a lot of teams, especially in that affected by the Bally Sports bankruptcy, and Bally Sports will survive the bankruptcy from what I'm hearing, um, uh, they're going to take it and they're going to do their own broadcast. So fans will be able to go directly to the Utah Jazz for their broadcasting rights regionally. If the Utah Jazz have a national game, it'll be on ESPN or TNT. Okay. Um, now, in America, you can always tell where a station is based on two letters. W or K. WHTZ or HTZ in New York is Z100. WFAN, East Coast. KRPL, where my mom used to work in Moscow, Idaho. KRPL Moscow, is on... Moscow, Idaho? Close, yeah. Moscow? Yeah, Moscow, like Idaho. Russia? No, it's called Moscow, Is Idaho. it spelled the same? Yeah, completely the same. <laughs> yeah, it's on the border with Washington State. Uh, so you've got University of Idaho and uh, Washington State University within 20 minutes out of each other. It's got a rivalry with St. Petersburg, Wyoming. That's right. There you go. Uh, did you know that there's an athole Idaho as well? It's actually spelled that. A-T-H-O-L? Yeah, O-L-E. Oh, there's oh, an athole. There's an athole street in Oshawa. Is there? It's it's right by the arena. Oh, that's awesome. Perfect. Um, so the K is the West Coast. So the Jazz's call sign uh uh will be um uh the jazz is like radio call sign will be cages k j z z so i told you all that to tell you that jazz games will be broadcast and brought back to cages oh let's go cages <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> which is nice and i just wanted to end the show if we if we're doing a press conference that's fine Sure, sure. But I thought you should know that Cages will be carrying all oh. of the jazz games this year. All, all 69 right. of them. Can't wait to watch a little bit of that Cages. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's a good name. And they don't seem to shy away from it. Good for them. Le you got to lean into the Cages. Are we doing a press conference, Jesse? Yeah, I can ask a couple. Let's do it. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. If Boston decides to move on from Allmark and go from Sway and go for Swayman instead, this is from David. Ooh. Can Allmark be traded to the Leafs? He has five million and two years left on his contract. In a win now mode, I oh. think that would be a nice fit. Uh, Allmark is going to win. I mean, yeah, I think the Vesna Trophy winning goalie would be a nice fit on the team that I cheer for. No, that's just uh, the Bruins have a decision to make with. Uh, Swayman, basically. They locked up uh, Boosie, I think is his name, mm -hmm. um, who's their third, and he's pretty good. Um, they're they're keeping Allmark. And if they are trading Allmark, he ain't going to the Leafs. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're looking at a team that you're going to have to have a dogfight with to get into the playoffs and maybe in the playoffs, and you're going to give them your starting goalie? No, not a chance. You don't think so? No. It's a fun idea. Also, don't make goalie trades with Boston. Haven't we learned? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good one. A good this point. is from Not Brad Marchand. When is Game Over Hoopify coming to the SDPN full-time? <laughs> uh, am I allowed to break that we uh, we have spoken? Yeah. We have spoken. We have spoken. To Mr. Hoopify. 
Seems like a nice person. And continue to speak to Mr. Hoopify. Yeah. And uh, that's all I'm saying. There you go. This is from Kin, K-Y-N. What do you think of the idea of bringing Connor Brown back? He's a UFA and would probably come back on a cheapish deal. I absolutely love it. Mm. Um, oh, let's go. And I, I think I think it's the sort of thing the Leafs could explore and he would consider. Um, I think there's a sourness with players, um, you know, when a GM trades them. Like, have you ever... He was on a podcast. I can't remember which one. Steve Dangle podcast. Yeah, I wish. Potentially. He told the story of when he was traded. It's, that, uh, it's the Luke Gazdick show. Oh, it's the Luke Gazdick show. So he he was at Matt Martin's wedding when he found out. Oh, and nice. he said... I think he said he was three sheets to the wind. And, like, he cried. Yeah. Right? It's his childhood team traded him while he's at a wedding. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I think there's a bitterness there uh, toward the GM who traded you. Not necessarily with Connor Brown, but there just often is. Which you, you could say, uh, even if it sticks around for like six months, you're like, oh, and then after a while, you're like, ah, it's a business. Should have. D- different guy. Different guy. Different guy. Uh, I mean, he provides a little bit of what they lack. There's some familiarity. What is he there. now, though? Because he's not the player that he was. That is a good question. He, I, uh, I almost look at him a little bit like the Leafs um, reclamation project with Tyler Ennis. Okay. Um, making roughly the same amount of money, missed a crazy amount of games. Mm-hmm. But if he returns to form, and I mean, as far as I know, the medical staff is the same. Um, if he returns to form... Uh, it could be great for all parties. And I tell you what, uh, sign a short-term uh, short term deal here. Wait for the cap to go up. Make sure your career is, is back online. If everything goes well, he could make a whack of money somewhere else. Right. He only played four games last year for the Washington Capitals. Yeah, that's... I. I think it could be a match, man. I think it could be a match. Like for a really... Like I'm talking... A would, million dollar, million and a half. Uh, would he consider under? Would he consider a variable deal? I mean, you only play four games. Like, you might need to play in the AHL. One story that I think could mirror that is um, Sean Monahan, and I meant to bring it up earlier in the show. I just skipped over it in my notes, but he just resigned with the Habs. It's a bonus laden deal that could go up to about two million bucks. But I think that's it. if you're if you're rooting for somebody on a human level, Sean Monahan's your guy next year uh, because he he played twenty five games. He was expecting to, you know, the Habs were expecting it like a, fir- a late first or an early second for him, and he tore his groin. Well, he was supposed to be like a pure captain, pretty much. And, yeah, and he was he was a useful player for them when he was playing. So he's he was on TSN radio and he was talking about it, and he says he feels like close to one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, every player says that, but like these these hips, uh, they take time, man. Jamie Ben was not a great player for Dallas for a while. Uh, Tyler Sagan was not a great player for Dallas for a while, and they both had pretty considerable bounce backs. It's that's a tough one. You kind of need your hips. Yep, you do. You do. So Connor Brown, very interesting. Uh, what else you got, Jesse? Uh, I want to tell you about Charlie Culberson. Are you aware of utility player? Plays a little in, infield, outfield, wherever they need him for the Atlanta Braves. I don't know anything about him. Has not made any appearances for the Braves this season, and he was sent down to the uh, back down to the minors uh, after being called up earlier this year. Didn't make any appearances during his stint up with the Braves, and then they sent him down uh, this past weekend. Okay. 
Charlie being sent down to the minors was significant because the day he was sent down to the minors was also the day his dad was going to throw out the first pitch to him on Father's Day. <laughs> oh my God. So, Are you I'll read the story from uh, ESPN. The Atlanta Braves designated Charlie Culberson for assignment with Awkward Timing Sunday as the infielder's dad had been scheduled to throw out the first pitch on Father's Day at Truist Park. Oh, God. Those plans had to change after Atlanta DFA designated him for assignment, Culberson to make room for catcher Chadwick Tromp. Instead, the father of Braves outfielder Michael Harris II handled the first pitch before the game against the Colorado Rockies. Harris went 5-for-5 five five in the game, and the Braves won 14-6. to six. Wow. Well, that's a happy You're ending a good team. to that story, a really I guess. Good team. Mm-hmm. Dude. That's rough, dude. I feel for Charlie. I feel for his father. That is quite a Father's Day present. Is that an Alex Anthopoulos decision? Is he the guy there? Yeah, he's GM still there. Yeah. Of all the, like, do you need Chadwick Trump back in the lineup that badly? How do you not just burn all your shit and ask for a trade? Oh, oh. is he an Atlanta guy? Uh, He's from Georgia. Oh, Oh. yeah. Does that make it worse? Well, it makes it worse because I imagine he grew up a Braves fan, but it makes it better because like I'm here. I am imagining his dad had to take like a three hour flight Mm -hmm. to. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's, because that's a good question to ask because you wonder why a guy who hadn't played an entire a, a game had to make an appearance with the Braves. His dad, why would he be throwing out the first pitch? Why would his dad? But it makes sense that he's from Georgia. He's from Rome, Georgia, I believe. Um, yeah. So, like, it sucks. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's. Wrong. I'm gonna be thinking about that the whole way home. That is. Well, but, I mean, at, at the end of the day, sports are kind of vicious, right? I just think. Don't okay. I just feel like they could have left him in. <laughs> Ignore everything I said about Matthews and wanting him to take league men. I did that because I cheer for that team. Unless you play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, do not give these teams shit. Well, also the ever MLB doesn't have like a salary cap. They have a luxury tax. No, but like, yeah. Hey, can you take a little haircut? Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Pay me. Look how they'll treat you on Father's Day. They will. Oh, oh. Dude, that's brutal. I wonder what was there. Wasn't there a situation similar to this in the NHL, where somebody was sent down and they or scratched when they didn't need to be, or Father's Day, Father's trip, or something? Something. It was a player Dallas, on the Dallas Stars when Rick Bonus was still there, and I don't remember the player. Oh, they had brought their off. It was supposed to be his first career game or something like that, and their family had, had a bunch of tickets or whatever, and, and they, they got scratched healthy scratched. Yeah. Or he no, it wasn't first career game. It was hometown game. I forget the details, but yeah, a bunch of family in town, and then he was healthy scratched. Oh, it's pain. Just type in like Rick Bonus scratch yeah. Dallas. Just a bunch of pictures of Rick Bonus scratching himself. God, God, <laughs> why are there so many? There's way too many. We don't need this many. Oh, there, he- there I got the story. Here. What do you got? Okay, um, Riley Tuft. He was scratched against the Minnesota Wild. He's Minnesota born. They're playing the Wild, and he had a bunch of family in town. And then uh, right before the game, bonus scratched him. 
there's a few games that have to be a pain in the ass every year as a coach. Oh. Like so many players are from Minnesota. Like I imagine Toronto games are a nightmare, especially if you're a Western Conference team and you know you're only playing there once. Yeah, but the thing about the Toronto games is that the coach is probably happy because usually they show up for them. Yeah, like they get yep. up for those games. They perform better versus the Leafs because it's Toronto. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> awesome. Really awesome. glad about that. Yeah, I didn't. You never really heard about. Oh man, this Vegas-born player. He's ready to hammer the Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, you know. No, Char- Charlie did tough. not have a great uh, Father's Day. Yeah, that. that's crazy. What a crazy story. All right, so yeah. we will be back on Friday. CJ show tomorrow, and I think CJ show kind of marks the start of the, the fun season. This next couple of weeks is going to be unbelievable, and they will have things for you starting tomorrow. That show will be out probably in mid-afternoon, uh, so be sure to check that out. We'll be back Friday and then Monday, and then... Smashville, baby. Woo! I'm excited. Uh, What do you guys think of the submarine? I hope they find them. I hope they find them. I think it's weird that people are okay with people just dying. I think that's weird. The kid going to the Blink-182 concerts. (laughs) Yo, and then he was messaging like an OnlyFans model being like, My dad, think of me. Keep me in your thoughts. He did. He did. He did. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.